Hello and welcome back. Um, so welcome to part two um, of the model of model two of session four for the polished and fit preparatory course. And um, we've been talking about pregnancy all the while. And this one is titled, We Are Pregnant. So we're making progress. I'm sure you um, learned a lot from the part one. And this is part two. And let's just go forward with it. And for this part two, we'll start with breastfeeding and early, um, early days of the baby. Okay. Let's just talk a bit about this. Now that the delivery is um, completed, you now have your baby with you. Congratulations again. Um, so when you're done with everything, delivery in the hospital, you know how it is. Um, the hospital, they have their policies and procedures. They take baby for observation. This is just after delivery. And then um, they also, of course, check you as the mother for observation. If it was a vaginal birth in two days, Max, you should be discharged um, to go back home with your baby. And um, if it's um, a cesarean session, um, you might be required to stay for three days or thereabout. Depends on the policy of the hospital because they still need to do a lot of observation for you and be sure that you're fine as the mother and also observation for the baby and be sure that everything is fine before, you know, they, they certify that you can both leave. Of course, they try, if it's a cesarean session, they try to achieve that you walk, you know, a day afterwards just to um, help you get over that phase fast and um yeah and then of course they'll give you guidelines you know what to do afterwards and all of that so basically that's just like a brief summary of everything that has to do with you know now I, i'm saying it as a summary like is that short it's not so short 40 weeks is a long time <laughs> and like i said different um people and their different reactions to pregnancy but i'm sure it's going to be a beautiful experience for you and um you can just leverage each 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 stage of your pregnancy and enjoy every single stage of your pregnancy and um if you need to set up your nursery the nursery for your baby before you come from the hospital you can get all of that ready to just make sure that you know that everything is in place and that you're fully 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 ready um for you know the coming back to the house plan you want to make sure that um the room where the baby will be where the things for the baby bed for the baby all those things are ready and um you know that you're ready to um you know receive your baby at home and put everything in place at home um please this season is not a season where you don't need help Please, you really do need help. A new mom needs help. I mean, especially like if you just had a cesarean session, you need every help you can gather because at that stage, you're not um, allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to even lift anything. The heaviest thing, um, the heaviest thing you're to carry is your baby. So please make sure you follow all the guidelines. You can't just have a cesarean session. You're already pounding yam. Please, please, mothers, be careful. For your health's sake and make sure that, you know, you, you guard yourself accordingly and you take care of yourself accordingly. So, um, yeah, so we're done with your delivery. So you plan, of course, for how to convey your baby back home. You want to make sure all of those things in, are in place. Most times, of course, the mothers are around already. Uh, it's a beautiful season. It's for celebration. Um, that's the period we get to talk to your colleagues at work to let them know you've given birth. Um, your friends and families, all those have been waiting for the delivery. You know, that's when we get to communicate with them and all of that. But of course, for a, a mother that had a cesarean session, um, 
you cannot just start talking and talking to everybody immediately because you know that um, process is a, a bit of a process so you want to make sure that you rest maybe for another 24 hours before you start um, interacting or talking to people just make sure that um, it's a beautiful time for you and your time in the hospital is not a long period you know you've come with your hospital box want to make sure that because a couple of people are going to come and see you you want to um, have something that you can wear to um, receive the people that are coming for visitations um, during that period so hey congratulations again so um, let's talk about breastfeeding and early days of the baby just a little bit about breastfeeding this is not i mean breastfeeding it's a large subject on its own so i'm just going to give you the basics that you would start out with basically for this aspect okay so let's go in so breastfeeding like i said just like you know pregnancy delivery and all of that is a different phase breastfeeding is another ball game altogether when it comes to uh pregnancy and having a baby right now breastfeeding is demanding and the truth is that you have to be very intentional about it if you want to breastfeed you have to be intentional and that um decision starts with you first and the first decision you want to make is do you want to breastfeed your baby not every mother intends to breastfeed and you know there are certain circumstances that sometimes affect this decision so don't be in a hurry to judge a mother if she decides not to breastfeed her baby for instance i mean mothers of multiples someone that are twins or triplets it may not be totally practical to be able to consistently breastfeed the babies now imagine that you have a set of you know triplets and you want to breastfeed them all at once and they are all hungry at the same time it will be quite overwhelming so some mothers can actually decide that ahead of delivery they will start expressing the milk um, from their breast or as soon as they start lactating um, they'll start expressing the milk from their breast so that they can breastfeed their baby so for some people even with their multiples they make up their mind and still decide that oh they want to still breastfeed the baby so if it works for you oh fine and well but if it doesn't, please don't feel bad that you have to formula feed your baby. It doesn't make that baby less a baby. But if, if it's something you are able to do, please by all means do. Because breast milk has beautiful and amazing advantages for your baby. So you want to make sure that you don't deprive them of that if it is something you're able to do. And because also, there's some women that do not lactate at all like the breast is not bringing out any milk even after the delivery so it happens to some people i think different like i said see pregnancy works for people in different ways because our bodies are different and our reactions to it would always be different okay so um so if you want to breastfeed your baby let's just discuss a bit for the people that want to breastfeed now again please attend your antenatal sessions in a good health center a good hospital okay now because breastfeeding is one of the lectures you ought to have um at your antenatal so please kindly pay attention accordingly when they are taking the breastfeeding part don't say ah, i've not even given birth i'm just uh 12 weeks pregnant why am i listening to breastfeeding please listen to breastfeeding okay now because this is our preparatory stage let's just do like a quick brush through breastfeeding now after deciding that you want to breastfeed your baby you need to start preparing the breast before delivery how do you prepare the breast before delivery please listen carefully get a clean cotton wool you can buy a cotton wool clean cotton wool now soak that cotton wool in a warm water warm water and use it to clean your nipples carefully if you clean it well you'll feel like you know some maybe dead cells or deaths are coming out of it some yellowish thing for some people and for some other people different things you know just come out of the breast you want to make sure that you know 
you clean up the nipples accordingly, preparing it for breastfeeding. Now again, as I said, our bodies are different and there are different kinds of breasts. For some people, their nipples are inverted. So for an inverted nipple, it might be difficult for you to be able to, um, you know, reach out for the nipple. So it feels like the nipple is inside. So it's not, you know, pronounced for you to be able to feed the baby. There's something called a nipple shield that you can actually put over the breast and it would help in bringing out um you know pulling pulling the what's it called the, the the nipple out a little bit to enable and to aid you for breastfeeding and you'll still be able to do that to even express milk um for the baby out okay so you can just use the cotton wool like i said with warm water and clean your nipples carefully now also gently pull the nipple just a little bit the edge like that, pull it out around the, um, the areola part, of that, which is the black, round, big part of the breast. That's that black part, that brownish black part, yeah, around the nipple, okay? You can just gently, you know, massage that place and then you can apply a little bit of shea butter or coconut oil regularly to prepare it um, for breastfeeding basically i'm saying this is your pregnancy time now you've not even given breast when you're preparing the breast so you can prepare the breast ahead you know massage it accordingly like that rub the shea butter make sure that um, the mouth is properly clean just to keep the breast ready for breastfeeding all right so once the breast is prepared ahead um, because some people actually start lactating weeks before their delivery while uh, of course a whole lot more other mothers get to um, lactate after their delivery whichever stage you fall into um, if you are lactating before your delivery you can actually start expressing the milk down yep and keep so don't just say oh the thing is just coming out it's pouring because some people it just works that way with them but majority of the women it's usually after delivery that you know they begin to lactate so if you start um and how do you check if you're lactating simply just press the breast if it's if there's any milk there you'll see it to come out if you're not lactating yet you see that there's no milk that is coming out at that time all right so please once the breast is prepared ahead like that um just relax and um, the milk is going to flow sometimes you know some some mothers new mothers they get very concerned and anxious like oh there's no milk yet when will this milk come out this baby is going to be hungry you know but most times of course the the, the nurses will tell you to put the baby to breast and if the milk is not yet out please allow them to give your baby formula stop saying oh because uh, i must give i have been exclusive i must give breast milk oh, because i must give breast milk then um this baby don't give him anything else to take nope if they need to maybe for example they'll say you should get nan one many times they say get nan one get it and give this baby food the baby should not be hungry because of you all right so um we'll keep working on the breast and you keep putting baby to breast just to help to pull out you know the milk because the baby actually it's designed in a way that the baby can actually you know extract the milk for themselves don't say nothing is come just put the mouth there and with time the baby is going to you know bring out this milk okay and so the the nurses will tell you like i said to put the baby to breast please note this statement put the baby to breast not bring the breast to the baby please this is very important okay because if you bring the breast to the baby you are introducing backache to yourself take note of this wisdom put baby to breast and um, of course putting the baby to breast like i said it will pull out the milk because i mean that's just how we're made and we're created so put your baby to breast bring the baby up you sit upright as the mother 
okay and then put the baby to breast not bring the breast please this statement i'm sure you will remember me when you have your babies or when you have your baby that i said put baby to breast not bring the breast to the baby okay please don't forget that um now there are things that you can also take to aid lactation for some people because this concern for some people really goes you know on and on like oh they are not lactating yet or some people even start lactating and after a short time it feels like the milk is drying off or the milk is not flowing as they want the milk to flow there are things you can take to aid lactation there are lactation cookies that can actually boost your milk production but of course the doctor will always tell you take fluids as much as possible fruits and fluids you know because they will help you to boost your milk production and once you start producing enough milk then you need to get you know your positioning right now of course you know initially we're all concerned let the milk come out let the milk now the milk is out you need to get positioning right how are you going to position that baby for proper breastfeeding okay now get a breastfeeding upright chair at home that you'll be using for this purpose do you understand of course, in the hospital, you can, the few days you'll be in the hospital, you know, the, the nurses, everybody will be trying to encourage you to put baby to breast, to try to bring the, that's not time. I mean, day one of the pregnant uh, delivery, that's not when to carry the baby and just drop on the bed and be dragging the breast anyhow and say, oh, the baby should, uh, you know, you are forcing the whole thing on the baby. Just take it easy. You have to hold that period, carry the baby and, you know, Put the baby accordingly. Now, like I said, once you start producing enough milk, get your positioning right. In your house, get an upright chair, a proper upright chair that you will sit on, that you will use. Now, they sell um, breastfeeding chairs. You can actually purchase a breastfeeding chair. And if you cannot find a breastfeeding chair, just buy a normal good chair that is upright. All right? Not a, a, a chair that is maybe low. A proper chair that, that has a good backrest for you as the mother now you're going to sit upright okay and then you'll carry your baby properly to feed what do i mean by carry your baby properly to feed you're to place the baby in a slanting upright position so the head of the baby is up okay and then you're carrying the baby like in a slanting position but that is upright then use your palm your palm right the palm of your hand right um to carry the baby now, the hand, your body, the body of the baby is going to now rest on your own hand. Do you get what I'm saying? And then, you know, you now use your, the palm, that palm that you are using, use it to hold the bum, the bum bum of the baby. The head is resting on your arm in an upright position, position at the breast side. Your second, um, the arm, you know, is holding the, the, holding the bum of the baby. Then your second hand, use it to hold your breasts for the baby to feed. Please be mindful of the nose of the baby and don't cover the nose with your breasts, okay? And then don't leave the breast for the baby. This is a day-old baby, two days old baby, one week old baby, already leaving breast for the baby to carry. You are pressing phone. Time for breastfeeding is not time for pressing phone. Hmm? Drop the phone. Carry your baby. Carry the breast. Give this baby the breast. And begin to make sure that the baby is, you know, latched properly. And the baby, you know, is feeding properly. Like I said, please don't cover the nose of the baby. And don't give that responsibility for the baby to start carrying with their mouth all alone. Now, you can also check online for a proper lactating position. Just, sorry, sorry, a proper latching position. So, check 
and you see a, a beautiful picture of a mother holding her baby in a proper latching position so that you can get the picture of what I'm saying. This is very important because if your baby does not latch very well, your nipples will start to pain you. You start hearing about sore nipples, right? So please get this positioning right. But if, I mean, in the midst of it, of course, you know, early stage, you're trying to practice and all of that. If your nipple hurts, you get a lan uh, lanolin-based nipple cream or even basic shea butter and ease that hurt and rub around the place but don't you know because it, the saw is so painful the baby will keep sucking and sucking does not know that there's any saw or any injury or anything like that there so you want to make sure that that is in place and also note that the first few days um you know when you do not breastfeed the baby very well the breast feels like a stone and it's very painful but you can also of course massage it with a little bit of shea butter but please don't waste the early breast milk um you know by waiting for only when the baby is hungry because the breast will not always have the same volume of milk production like the early month so you want to make sure that you put that in place accordingly and you can start ex expressing your milk and storing in the freezer especially if you'll be returning back to work and you don't intend um, to breastfeed maybe outside as much as possible then you can always go with your expressed breast milk so that way even when you return to work you still um, be able to continue your exclusive breastfeeding without feeling you know funny or feeling somehow so do you get what i'm saying make sure that you know consistently as you if you're going back to work get enough uh called breast milk bags storage bags for your breast milk and store enough so your freezer should be functional you should write the date on it because there's a duration of time which the breast milk is supposed to stay it just helps you to know which of the milk to feed the baby with first and then so that you have enough especially if your light supply is good please store enough in the freezer so that um you can um tow it when it's time to feed the baby and for that it's just very simple when you know that you want to feed the baby later bring out the milk and um inside whatever storage device you have used either the bag or the bottles and just put them standing down you don't need to start soaking it in hot water and all that no just leave it leave it standing and on its own it's going to tour and then you'll be able to um you know make it available for the baby you can just put it through running water put it through just warm water running through and then you just make sure that your baby is fine um and the, 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 your baby is well fed okay so the, the standard practice really is to breastfeed your baby exclusively for about six months and afterwards of course you can start adding semi-solid foods um to the baby's meal um, which is another process entirely. I don't even want us to talk about the meals for the baby at this time. I'm sure we'll talk about that in some other module or maybe of raising your kids. We'll talk about their nutrition as well there. Okay, so you can keep breastfeeding until when you desire to stop. Usually, of course, most moms, they stop when the baby, you know, has loads of teeth and can start biting the breast. Even though the WHO standard says that till two years, you can keep breastfeeding your baby. But, I mean, it can look funny, you know, breastfeeding a very big baby. And, of course, some babies also on their own, they stop accepting the breast after a while. I remember my second baby, he was always playing after a while because he was already grown. I think I still, I breastfed him till like a year and like five months, yeah? I breastfed him for like a year and five months and so after a while i noticed that he stopped on his own you know accepting the breast and so maybe when it was like a year and seven months i just wanted to play one of those days and i gave him he was laughing and you know playing and it, it looked so funny to him like what's going on here why are you trying to breastfeed me you know and so i was really glad that we we're able to get over our breastfeeding <laughs> you know deal very well at that time but now again another challenge would be 
how do I ensure that um how do I ensure that you know the the the, the baby is uh sorry the, the breast milk is properly stopped after the time I've been breastfeeding? Do you understand? So it takes a whole lot um of commitment um to put into all of these things and it can be painful. Trust me, you're trying to stop breastfeeding, but if you stop gradually, you know, maybe increase the number of time you're introducing the solid food, um, reduce the number of times you're breastfeeding with time, the brain will begin to tell the body that see, stop producing too much of milk. Do you understand? And the milk supply, you just see that it's going down. I think my second baby was easier for me, um, to, um, for the milk to go, uh, go away because yeah, it will still be coming out. So from time to time, if you press, you'll see some milk that, you know, but that excessive production of milk really reduced because my giving him the breast at the time was reduced. So it also affected the production of the milk. So if you reduce the feeding time with time, your brain begins to see that, oh, you don't want to continue the breastfeeding process and it will reduce it for some people they swear that i mean cabbage helps them a lot so they put cabbage inside their bra and keep it through that period and just make sure that that place is in place of course please hygiene is major when you're breastfeeding your baby you cannot wear dirty bra and be wearing one bra for one week you can't afford to do that you need to get breast pads because for some people like their their milk keeps overflowing over and again so you need breast pads to make sure that you know you keep the the breast in place and um because yeah the breast milk gets to smell you know if it stays over and again so you can't repeat bra for breastfeeding you want it they want to wear it tomorrow there's nothing like that to so get sufficient nursing bras that you're going to be using through your breastfeeding period so it's very important that you put all of those things in place as you go on with the breastfeeding process i hope this is helping you and i hope this is making sense don't worry when that time comes you remember all of these things it will become a reference material for you and you'll be able to say yeah i heard about this so yeah i know exactly what to do it's not going to sound too strange to you as you do that is that fine so let's go on um as we keep on talking about um you know this process of we are pregnant because hey don't forget it's not just pregnancy so we talk delivery and then let's go into some postpartum organization and the omugwa extraordinary that's my special title for this particular um, outline that i want to take us through right now so let's just jump right into it so you see while pregnancy is one phase post delivery what we call postpartum is a completely different phase, just like you know, breastfeeding is another phase entirely, and it requires a lot of preparation and planning. Now, the eastern part of Nigeria has a practice called Omugwa, um, that caters for the postpartum care period of you know giving birth to a baby for a new mom. It's basically a season of you know tender loving care, lots of pampering, and oh. See, this is like one of my favorite seasons of pregnancy. I love Omugwa's um, a whole lot. Like, it's always, always a beautiful and refreshing moment. Like, I love every single bit of it. Even though I'm not from the eastern part of um, Nigeria, I just love it because um, it's, it's always a refreshing time for me. So, as a couple, basically, you need to decide how you want the Omugwa period. So, let me just, I'll keep using Omugwa instead of me to say, oh, postpartum care period. Okay, so please permit me to be using omugwa for it so i hope this makes sense to you so for the omugwa period basically all right um you need to plan as a couple both of you how are you going to navigate that phase 
the questions you want to ask both of yourself that you and your husband will be are the two grandmothers coming at the same time if it's a multiple birth please <laughs> let the entire community come everybody should come but hey please um i'm just kidding but like you need a lot of help for that one if you have multiple births of baby because i mean one baby is enough work not to talk of having multiples yeah so are the two grandmothers coming so if it's a single birth um you have to decide like i said will your mother and um your mother-in-law be around at the same time um you can also plan it in a way that the mothers actually come at different times so let me give you one of my strategies that i also use for this ah for my first baby hey the two mothers came you know and i, I noticed that um it was a shorter time of um, that Omogo period for me because, you know, both mothers, they are in a haste or something to maybe go back home, things like that. Oh, I have my business. They need to get back to their businesses and things like that. So for some people, they have grandmas and it's their grandma that actually comes for the Omogo instead of their mom. So it depends on your culture and how it works with your own family and your system there. For some people, like I said, it's their grandmom that gets to come and do the Omogo because maybe their moms are busy or for her business or her work or anything. She's not available that period. She might just come in briefly, maybe for a few weeks and she's um, going back to her station. But maybe the grandma may be the one staying. For some people, it's even their aunties that get to come for them while some other people is their siblings maybe you have a sibling an elder sibling you know that is vast with you know taking care of new moms for some people you know they just get a relative they just get someone maybe a friend family friend that can actually handle that season but it's usually very cool if we can get the moms but i understand that for some people their moms may have gone to be with the lord but i'm sure there might just be someone that can maybe represent um that faith for you but again you know if you're also maybe in a foreign land for example it might not be so easy to achieve especially if the your parents don't reside in the same environment as you for some maybe visa issues here and there might not be able to um travel at the appropriate time they would love to have come to be with you so for some new moms so sorry how it is for them that you know they have to bear that season all alone i mean it's a whole lot and if you have a supportive spouse all beautiful so they would have to double in to help out a great deal to just make sure that things are in place so for some people you know it just works that way and for some other people so let me say that the mothers are available so let me talk to you if the mothers are available now like I said, for my first birth, I didn't understand this wisdom. And that's why I chose to really share this, you know, this particular part when it comes to um, this course, okay? Um, you know, so I, I I was just excited. So both moms came. They just said, like, maybe, like, a month and maybe two weeks or so, and they all ran back to their place. So I learned from that, and I told myself, no, never again. They, both moms are not coming at the same time, so I had to space it. So for my second baby, I had, like, a very long and enjoyable period. Like, I almost had, almost, though, it was almost a six-month period or so of enjoyment. Like, it was so cool. <laughs> you know, I had all the fun, I had all the care and all of that. They are busy people, but, you know, I had to negotiate all of these things for them to be around so if you're a good negotiator hey negotiate with your mom so that they will be there so let me give you the strategy how this works so for example the first mother can come maybe from days to the delivery of the baby to prepare to receive the baby 
or after you've given birth, if that is what you have chosen. Okay. Now the first mother can come and be around for like maybe a month or for like two months. Depends on negotiation. If you're able to negotiate for a long period, that will be so beautiful. So how this works still is that, like I said, few days before delivery, she can be on ground or just after you've given birth for some of them, maybe like you see them one day or two days, knowing they know that you're still in the hospital, you are not yet home, right? They can um, be around with um, you. Now, when this first mother comes around, you know, for the period she'll be, remember she would experience the christening of the baby. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, while the second mother can come afterwards and stay for an agreed period of time, depending on your family structure and their husband's agreement and acceptance of that. Some grandpas don't like their wives being away for too long. So you need to settle like that ahead with your fathers. You need to negotiate with your uh, father-in-law. You need to also negotiate with your dad. If you have both of them, you know, around, talk to them. And, and some, of course, some grandpas also come for their mugo just for a few, um, a short period of time. But, you know, they also come around to come see their grandbaby and all that. For some, they come with their wives when the wives are coming, but they don't stay so long. They get to get back to their station and, hey... If you have a very domesticated dad and he decides to be the one to do the omogo, all fine and beautiful and all fine and well. Like, that would be so different. I, I know we don't get to see that a whole lot, but hey, if that happens, that, that's fine and well, right? Okay, now, um, so the second mother can be around maybe for the dedication, um, you know, of the baby or the babies or when you want to start taking the baby out. So that way, both mothers are present for the early significant event, um, just that they came at different times, which is one is at christening and one is at dedication. Whatever your case may be, do well to just plan and agree. And if it's individual coming, decide who is coming first and communicate it to the mothers to manage their expectations properly. You understand what I'm saying? So talk to them and let them know, okay, um, you want your husband's mother to come first. Or you want your own mother to come first. It should be discussed. You and your spouse agree on it. Decide who to come first. And then also, maybe there are schedules. It can be that one of the mothers, you know, she might not be available at that time. So the other mother, you can quickly let her know that, okay, this other mom, her schedule is not going to permit her to come first. So please, mommy, you'll be the one to come um, first and all of that. And negotiate the period of time she's going to be with you and all of those things, okay? Now... Like I said, I've discovered that if both mothers come at the same time, the Omugo season may seem very short because they will be in a hurry to want to go back, okay? So the trick there eh, to enjoy a longer period of Omugo um, is um, each of the mothers coming differently. But of course, our families are different, our cases are different. Some families, both mothers may not mind being around together and for a longer period of time. And um, don't feel bad if either of the mothers do not come around, as not every woman actually enjoys pampering of a new mother. Okay, so sometimes for health reasons or maybe their, their age or anything like that, she may also not be unable to come. You can plan for an alternative, maybe an elder sister, an aunt, a senior family friend, Work on it that, okay, that someone is around and you don't have to do everything all by yourself. But for some new moms, they are very domesticated and maybe they have already learned all these things. Maybe you stayed with your sister when she gave birth. You saw the whole Omogo process. You have learned how to even give, um, how, how to have birth for a new baby. Oh, fine and well. And you feel, oh, you're strengthening and you can handle that phase by yourself. Please, go ahead, ma. 
all the best as you go through that phase. But please, as a couple, um, decide on how this is going to be. Now, as a couple, you also have your responsibilities towards the mothers. Okay, now she could not have left everything. You know, she was doing her business, her uh, career. Maybe that's when she took her leave from work, if she's still working. You know, come and be with your family and now go back empty-handed or not well cared for while she's around. You have to make sure that this one, you plan for it. So ensure that you have adequate plans to make their stay with you and with your family memorable. And make sure that their departure also is a beautiful departure when it's time for them to go back to their station. How can you achieve this? Do well to stock up the house very well with foodstuffs and everything else to make them comfortable. Does this make sense to you? So make sure that enough stuff that they need is on ground. Now, you may also want to ask for specific requests that they may have that makes them comfortable anywhere they are. Do you get some mothers? I mean, there's a particular meal that they must eat for some mothers, maybe for health reasons, for example, oh, she doesn't take um, a particular kind of swallow. This is the other swallow she takes, or she doesn't take certain soups. This is the other one she takes. So you can find out also what their preferences will be. Oh, maybe she takes fruits every single morning or whatever. Some, they take a particular kind of tea every day, whatever it might be. You need to plan for them, find out about it so that you're not just going to come and inconvenience them or take them for granted. As you know, your mom, I beg, there's nothing to do any extra preparation for. Please, honor is very important when it comes to our parents. I'm all for honoring our parents every single day. And every single time. I hope this is making sense to you. Okay, now, having confirmed what their specific requests are, you know, you should also plan for the means of transportation. Some mothers have special items, you know, that they travel with for the care season. And some of these things might actually be in bulk and may require a separate tra um, transportation if, you know, their items are not permitted on board. Do you get? So for some people, um, they are setting... Maybe things for pepper soup. Oh, let me discuss that. As a Nigerian mom now, there are things for pepper soup. There are many things they are coming with. And maybe they are setting uh, maybe foods from your uh, your tribe that, you know, they want to cook for you that period or that you are really interested in. Maybe where they are coming from, they have all of those things. They may want to make those purchases. You want to make sure that an arrangement is made for that. And like I said, some of those things might be bulky, so they may want to send them ahead, uh, maybe um, through another means of transportation. You can find out about all of these things so that all of the arrangements are in place and you, the, your, the goods, as it were, for them can arrive ahead of time before they come in. And then also decide how will you do your regular market purchase during this period to avoid being stranded now if they if there are things that can be done ahead of time please settle all of those things and if you have a great support system maybe in friends and sisters please maximize them you need all the help you can get you can also opt for a professional catering firm to handle maybe the feeding during this period, depending on your plan. And then there are also people that, you know, do like what's it called, like mobile marketing, yeah? So they can actually help you to buy all the foodstuffs and all the things, uh, foodstuff and all the things you'd need from the market during this period. So you can make an arrangement with one of them so that, you know, you're not stranded at all and everything goes very well. Now, I'm just saying that don't leave things to chance. And when the season comes, you're not overwhelmed. 
overwhelmed. So if you plan yourself very well, you shouldn't be overwhelmed in any of this season. So if you've planned, um, you know, you put all those things in place, you don't need anything that is causing you stress as much as possible, simplify your life. And sometimes you may also decide to do maybe bulk cooking ahead of your delivery with adequate assistance so that the initial season will be easy and will be very smooth. So you can decide and say, okay, I want to make soups, I want to make stews and a couple of things. So if you have lovely friends, you know, you can call them or maybe you have um, ladies that, um, you're, 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 that are doing stuff with you. You can just plan with them and then you guys, you all come together and then maybe that period you can assign one. You know, people, when we're getting close to delivery time, you see a lot of people like, oh, can I help you with anything? Is there any help you need for anything? Oh, if you have trusted, please trusted, very important trusted people around you you can talk to them they can help you go to the do those final market shopping make sure they've helped you out with those things if it's the delivery service you want to engage get the catering firm that is going to be handling the food for you that period you can let them know what you want them pack them into smaller bits and stock up your freezer ahead of time and just you know have everything ready or you can just say okay if you have those your friends they can come around that day if people can help you out do bulk cooking for you you know, your friends will have that. They know how to do all those cooking things very well. They love to do it. And um, they're not complaining at all, doing any of those things. We're not taking them for granted at all, but they just choosing to offer help to you at that time. Then please, you know, go ahead. Let everyone be well stocked up. You've cooked. You've done all that needs to be done. And you are really fully ready. So that, you know, the, the coming of the mothers, at least the first two weeks, you're not thinking about, oh, rushing to the market. You want to buy this or you want to buy that. Except you already have that, you know, mobile assistant on ground that can always go to buy those things i'm saying this maybe for even when your spouse may not be um, able to maybe do all those things because for some people you know they are not given maybe permission from their workplaces um, i'm just trying to make you be someone that you know plans in several areas so that you're not stranded okay now you know part of why finance you know should be in place you know is that childbearing actually it has a lot of financial obligations so to avoid the pressure of the moment please plan to avoid the pressure of the moment please plan and if you have a great job and a personal business doing great you can create a funding system ahead and when that season comes it will seem like you're a professional and you'll be more at peace so sometimes that item you want to purchase to impress another person may need to go to your preparation funds account don't act thoughtlessly okay so the moment you have these visions clearly crafted becomes easier to navigate the season i also understand you know that you know everyone has their process and we are still growing financially um, but at least be aware that you can actually do things very well and handle things the way those things you know are supposed to be and you can handle them accordingly and make sure that everything goes very well so i'll still come back a little bit to um some wisdom with handling the grandmas oh <laughs> uh, you know the person that came for your mugwa there's a wisdom to it but i just want to talk a bit about your christening and your dedication planning can we just touch on that very quickly okay now again every family differs um, in their mode of operation and no one size fits all names are very powerful as they serve as your definers for how the life of a child is going to turn you can decide to 
make sure that you know the names you're picking are appropriate names for your child you cannot pick up any random name because it just sounds great to the ear so select the names um, of your children very very carefully and whatever you agree with your spouse becomes what your child will be now in africa i know that we usually give an encyclopedia <laughs> encyclopedia of names so uh, so if you come from such a family then you need to carefully see if the names that are coming not every name should actually be pronounced over your child no matter who the name came from so be careful there's something you know with naming your kids so ensure also that the name is a scripturally balanced name it does not have to come out of the bible but it's meaning you know must be in line with god's word okay so find out also from maybe your church family how christenings are conducted and if you give birth in a location outside of your usual residence, you need to arrange for how um, your child will be christened. So find out about this process from your church family ahead of your delivery so that you can plan. Sometimes you may be required to fill some forms. You need to call up someone, you know, and find out so that you're not confused when that time comes so just go if there's an inquiry um, place in your church find out from them that okay when someone gives birth how do they get to um, maybe get an assigned person to come and christen the baby now for some other families again um they actually name the babies by themselves like the father of the baby or the grandparents actually name the kids depends on how it works with your family whatever way you choose make sure that you know you are doing it based on what god would have you do as far as that child is concerned now depending on your plan as a couple you can plan for what works and then you know you see that everything just goes gracefully so let me just do a simple plan for a christening and what it can cover so let's talk about like a very 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 brief christening plan so first of all names of the baby with their meanings either printed or in digital form but not just off your head for organization and for coordination so if you need to maybe contact a graphic or a person and a printing person just to make sure that the name of your baby is well um, arranged and is already printed, okay? Or if it's a digital platform that you're using, a digital device, you want to make sure that, you know, the name is clearly stated with the meanings of the names, basically, so that during the christening process, it makes it very organized. And you don't miss out on any important name or anything like that. Now, another thing will be location for the christening. Not everyone likes the christening to be done at their residence. So do have the location set. Will you decorate the location or not? Decide and plan accordingly. If you want to use a residence, ensure that everything is in place. If you live in a rented apartment and you want to do an outdoor event in the compound, please inform other residents and the caretaker or the landlord, whoever you know handles the compound, to avoid embarrassment of your guests because you know maybe you need to set up in a way that it might cover the main entrance or you know how other people will access their buildings and try and do any setup you're doing in a way that it will not be disturbing other people's um you know entry into their own houses because you're having an event all right so inform them adequately and then invite them appropriately but please don't block the entrance because you're trying to do your christening in the compound for some people like i said it's just a very simple event and they just do it in their maybe their living room so they don't really need um you know doing anything very elaborate again it goes back to what the family wants for some people it's just a very very brief simple thing they do inside for some others but 
I'm trying to cover different kinds of people, depends on your circumstance. If you're in a situation where you would be using a compound and you want to do something big, you want to do a party and all that, please make sure that these things are in place. Then, of course, you need the officiating minister or the pastor, whoever is going to christen the baby. Then you need a photographer or a videographer or and a videographer because this will help you to keep the memory of the day. And um, the prayers that I also said that you may want to keep reminding yourself of those prayers. Or you can also record the audio version of the prayers or important moments of the christening ceremony. Take beautiful photo sessions and get an album or a photo book afterwards or just soft copies according to what you prefer. So please, pictures are actually important for your christening just to keep the memory of the day alive that, yeah, this was the day you, know, you christened your baby. And I'm sure they would also love to see themselves when they were babies, when they're grown. That would be such a beautiful sight to behold. And of course, um, still planning your christening, the outfits. Decide what you, your spouse, the baby, and the other siblings, if the baby is not the first baby, okay, would wear for the event and have it settled ahead. And you can also plan for your makeup. And um, if you are going to use headgears, arrange for the person that is going to get it done for you. Please look pink and stay yummy. I say yummy mommy. Do you understand? So if you want your, to dress the same way with your spouse, you want to get that. Now, one of the things you can do is to contact maybe your, your designer or your tailor ahead of time. Let them know that you want them to um, do the outfit for your christening. Ask them how long it's going to take to produce the outfit. Now, sometimes you'd have said, oh, let them take your measurements ahead. But they can't take your measurements ahead because your um, size gets to, you know, you know, change here and there when it comes to that period. Some people put on weight. Some people actually lose weight. It's different ways for different people. So if it's something that the, the um, designer can deliver in a very short period of time, Maybe once you're back, or even from the if the designer is a very you know active and involved designer, maybe they would need to um, have someone come take your new measurement whilst you're in the hospital. If it's something that is you know major to you, whilst you're in the hospital, they take your measurement and then you know they can deliver the outfit maybe two days before the date of the christening. Most times the date of the christening is usually eight days after the baby is born. Yeah, so seven days after the baby. So if you gave birth on Wednesday this week, next week Wednesday is usually the christening. That's like what works many times for most families. But like I said, some people, they don't do anything. They just name the baby themselves and they know that that is the name of their baby. All right, so I'm just talking about people that want to do something a bit more elaborate. So, like I said, the makeup part, if you don't, if you're able to do your makeup by yourself and your makeup game is very good, all fine and well. And if you're going to use headgears, you can get to who's going to tie it for you to make sure that you look beautiful that day for your event. Um, yeah, and then of course, another thing for your Christmas will be guest invitation. This can just be by email, calls, or SMS. You can also have your family and your friends just to rejoice with you. So, um, of course, some colleagues from work, maybe from your place of worship, some people, you know, everything depends on what you guys have planned. And if you think, see, I don't even want anybody, maybe you're working with a particular budget, you don't want to spend so much on it and all that. So you can make it a very, very concise, precise event inside 
that reduces a lot of activities all around the events. I hope this makes sense. Then, of course, refreshment if it's part of your plan and you can afford it. Um, if you don't want anything elaborate, simple snacks and drinks will just be fine for the event. But if you want to do proper refreshment, food and all that, contact your caterer ahead so that the food is available. Preferably, you can decide to save. If, they, if you don't want them to sit down to eat and be served, you can also do a takeaway pack where they just come and, you know, while the event is rounding up, they just share around for them and that will be that about the event. And it's usually, like I said, not a long event so that, you know, you can apply wisdom accordingly for some people they also create a backdrop for where they are going to take pictures of their babies so everything depends on the plan of you and your spouse and your culture what works with you not everyone likes a loud event just do what works with you and don't judge another person if that is what they want to do but please note of warning do not do it to impress people and don't get into depth because you are doing christening wise dealings at all times all right let's move forward um so sorry one thing i forgot to mention if you know if you're using the maybe outdoor to have the events don't forget your chairs um yeah and then canopy if it's a raining season you want to make provision for that so that all of those things are in place and we can adequately care and take care of them does that make sense to you i hope it does the next thing would be the dedication let me just touch that very briefly so some families usually do nothing ceremonial with their christening but they rather do the elaborate celebration at the dedication of their baby in their place of worship so you can work with the little plan above and adjust it to suit your preference um so um you know the duration of stay at home before the de uh, dedication would of course depend on what you desire and how strong you feel to do so don't be under any pressure for this. Every season of your pregnancy, delivery, and post-delivery life, you should enjoy it. If you think you're not yet ready for the dedication or coming back, maybe the place of worship, carrying the baby all over the place, all fine and well. If you think, okay, you just want to do it because maybe your spouse is going to be traveling or not be available for a while, you can also still go ahead and get it done at the appropriate date. But you guys, you need to both agree about when you're going to have the dedication of your baby for most people they get to do the whole stay at home for 40 days for some people they do it for three months and then they dedicate their baby for some other people they do it for even five months i've seen six months it depends on what works best for you as a family so you can decide that ahead of time and um, yeah do what needs to be done i hope this has helped you when it comes to um, the dedication and the planning of the christening for your baby and of course music too for some people they, they like you know that, that party thing is just there with them so if you want to add music please make sure music is available for the event some people come with a live band or they come with a dj whichever way you choose please make sure you're playing same songs the way your baby starts out is so important you want to saturate that atmosphere with the right kind of uh, music i want to put worship it's you want to do things that are thanksgiving based to God because you are not the one that gave birth to that baby by yourself. God strengthened you through the process. God helped you. God made the conception possible, the carriage and the delivery of that baby possible. That's not the time or the day to start singing all kinds of songs that are not edifying. That's the day to dedicate it to thanksgiving to God. 
So all the songs you should play at that christening should be songs that are edifying and giving thanks to God. Because many people go to the delivery and some don't return. But that's not your case. God has been faithful to you. He has kept you through this process. So you should come back with thanksgiving. When God does something for us, he expects us to return with thanksgiving. If you remember the leper, um, the 10 lepers, when they got healed, one of them came back and said, see, I am grateful. I know what it was to be a leper. And, you know, he came back with his gratitude. So you too should be thankful. That is not a day to dedicate it to people getting drunk. That is not a day to dedicate it to people misbehaving. That is not a day to dedicate it to saying all kinds of be very, very conscious. And christening your baby or dedicating is a very spiritual exercise. You are dictating how that child is going to start up. You want to start up on a very appropriate foundation for your baby. So speak the right words concerning the child and do what needs to be done. I hope this makes sense to you. All right, let's make more progress. Let's talk about birth certificates and passports. Please understand, um, if you notice me, you know I'm a very documentational person. And because documentation is very important and you should please pay attention to documentation. So let me talk about the documentation here. Once you have had your baby and your baby has a name, you should apply for a birth certificate from the hospital of delivery. Also, apply for the birth certificate from the recognized office for birth registrations, you know, um, from the state where you had the baby. Do you get? There is a form that they usually use um, to register babies, all right? So you need to get that. And you also need to submit some documents for this. So find out from the birth registration office what the requirements, like the local government where you are, what the requirements are so that you can prepare the documents needed ahead of time. You know, um, maybe passports, wedding, marriage certificates, some d letters or stuff from the dad, and, you know, from you, you want to make sure that all those things are available for the process of, you know, registration because you need those documents and you want to have all the certifications and all those things for your baby ahead. Now, you can also decide to also do your baby's international passport and get it ready in case of trips that may arise with the baby, especially within the first five years from birth. So you want to make sure that you have your baby's international passport ready. And if you have your baby in a foreign country, do find out how to obtain the necessary documents as well. If the country's passport is applicable, kindly apply and make sure you obtain the one that is for the baby accordingly. And so keep all the documents of your baby in a safe place because you would require these documents from time to time. All right. You can't keep changing this and misplacing that. So maybe make photocopies of those things and keep all the originals in a safe place um, yeah, for the family so that all those things are in place. I hope we're gaining. Um, so let's move on. Let's talk about that special bath. There's this very, very special bath that takes place um, with babies. So let me talk about it a little bit with you. Right now, every culture, like I said, they have their system for operation during this postpartum care period. Now, there's this special bath I really found very fascinating during the birth of my kids. And um, I, I, they call this one the palm oil bath. Here, you know, the new uh, baby at home is bathed using palm oil. 
which they apply to every portion of the body of the baby. Now, it is believed that the, the bath pre prevents body odor and helps to get rid of any residual thing on the baby from the womb. So, some other people usually use just natural oils to achieve this, maybe olive oil and um, coconut oil and several other oils that they just use. They don't believe in the whole palm oil thing. So, but the bath is usually done using a black soap, palm oil and local sponge there's this sponge called local so you go to the market yesterday you want to buy local sponge they have it there <laughs> okay and it's usually a very thorough bath and you will need some form of confidence and courage to actually witness the bath because uh, sometimes it feels like a very difficult sight to behold you know i mean this is just a new baby right but you can actually research more about it before you adopt it i love it and i usually recommend it but i mean it's just as, as great if it's something you do not believe in that's all fine and well but please i don't support tossing your baby in the air or you know long exposure to the air at this tender age so it's not something that is going to take forever you know those ones that they will now twist the bone of the baby to the back to the here and na 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 or toss the baby into the sky no 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 please be very careful the neck and all that is not even strong so there's nothing to be tossing and shaking and turning the baby here and there for okay so you need to actually monitor whatever practice is being carried out on the baby while they are doing whatever it is they are doing with the special palm oil bath. And be sure that, you know, what you do not believe in is not given to or done to your baby. So you protect. Don't worry. The instinct of protection will just come upon you as a new one. We just have this thing to protect, you know, your baby over and over again. And, of course, there are also women that actually do this palm oil bath professionally and you can engage their services as you are led by the spirit. Please don't expose your baby to sudden strangers or to strange spirits just be guided okay but there are people that actually do find out from your mothers if they do the whole palm oil bath thing oh man tell them to do it and let you even see the experience and see what it feels like not everybody likes it not everybody is used to not everybody even knows about it but I did it for all my kids. I really love it and I always enjoy I don't stay there when they are doing it because I don't have the courage to watch them because sometimes, you know, the baby is actually crying, especially from the local sponge and they kind of massage the baby while they do that bath and the baby is going to sleep for a long time. It's usually fun to do. So, yeah, I don't miss it. For all my kids, I always, always make sure that, you know, it is done for them. I'm not the one that does it, so, but I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Yeah. So let's move on. I just thought to mention that, so I mean, in case it's something you choose to adopt or it's something you're aware of or it's something you're not aware of that you just want to make more research about, but just know that there's something called the palm oil bath. Now, let me help you. I said I was going to come back to this um, during the stay of the grandmothers and interaction. Let me help you with some wisdom in this aspect. Now, childbirth is one season that makes you appreciate mothers around you better. I'm telling you the truth. Until you give birth, you will not understand some things. You may you may think you understand, but when you have them by you know have your own kids, you'll feel like wow, was this the sacrifice my mom had to make? For some people, I mean, they get so emotional, they start calling their moms on the phone. Some start crying. It's it's an emotional moment because you're seeing that this woman also made sacrifices for you, and you too, you know, at this time of your life, you are also making sacrifices, you know, for your own kids as well. So it's something that is um can be very emotional. Now, it does not matter. What you have heard about mother-in-laws, make up your mind to love and to honor your mothers, both your mother and your mother-in-law. Now, during this period of care, 
understand this that a lot of friction can actually arise because mothers get very territorial over their children i'm telling you even you that is a new home you'll be very surprised like ah, how did i get this territorial and this protective over my child so make sure that you know you are going to enjoy the period ask lots of questions i mean this is the period of bonding too don't only see it as oh they should just come and take care of your baby for you or you're not interested in them don't do that ask a lot of questions the moments when maybe just you and the mothers are at home find out oh what was the early childhood of your spouse how was it for them to when they became a new mother how did they handle that phase i'm sure you're going to learn some amazing principles i always love to do this you know when my mother-in-law is around like that we discuss we talk about it. I ask her so many questions. I'm like, oh, how did you handle it? Those days, you, you didn't even have, you know, nannies, you didn't have maids, you didn't, some of you didn't have help. How were you able to navigate it? You know, having three kids, five kids, four kids, how did you do it um, to handle that face? And I mean, there's so much, there's, there's so much of wisdom that they get to share with me. And, you know, I go ahead to work with that wisdom and it has really helped me a whole lot um, as I keep going on on my motherhood journey right now please if the grandma starts to recommend what you are not sure for the baby please consult your doctor don't be in a haste to accept everything hook line and sinker do you understand make sure that you find out you will hear all kinds of things about oh the baby the tummy is paining the baby so you quickly need to give they'll start telling you different drugs some will tell you oh you need to give so that the baby will have appetite to eat don't answer all those things confirm with your doctor <laughs> not every recommendation should be taken now the responsibility to take care of that baby is still yours ultimately they only came to help you or they came to assist you and also watch out for secret times when the grandmas may want to do what is inside her mind so let me explain for example she wants to give drinking water to the baby and you are doing exclusive breastfeeding politely let her know that please you don't want the baby to take any water and sometimes you know the baby might be with her for a while while you are sleeping because you know part of why they are around is just to help you as the mother recover to rest and all of those things trust god over the baby that she will not use such moments to do her special recommendations that you were opposing all the while do you get and also ensure you and your spouse are on the same page on this and communicate accordingly you know to the mothers just let them know what you don't want and what you want and you may hear the mothers you know reading their resume about the kids they have raised i gave birth to nine children oh they gave birth to your spouse they fed they did all of those things other and you know other children that they've taken care of uh -uh, i've done grandma this is my seventh grandbaby you know all those kind of things and you know these recommendations but so long as you know it's something that is not appropriate stand your ground with honor and with humility and make sure that you um take care of your baby because this baby like i said is ultimately your own um, responsibility now of course a little caution here if it is a fetish background stand your ground and let your spouse be the main person pushing for the stand don't get sentimental and don't say oh you don't want to offend her. and then you now let your children be exposed to the wrong spirit you need to avoid that and do it watchfully and prayerfully all right so if you know that okay these people are going to come with maybe some leaves some different things some strange stuff that they may want to you know pass across to your baby for protection's sake you would have to stand your ground and you know prayerfully and that kind of case you cannot be careless 
you want to make sure that you know you watch out accordingly but please communicate in love in humility as much as possible as much as possible all right so just prayerfully approach everything so that you don't have any issues when it comes to this aspect all right be careful also what pronunciations are being made over your baby don't let any negative word or negative pronunciation be made about your child now please learn all you can from them to that period perfect also how to bath the baby before they go back to their base let them let them teach you and then you should actually bath the baby like hands on before they leave so you can also uh, modify the bathing time you know maybe it's using a baby bather for ease and comfort um there's this foldable easy to travel with baby bather that you can use instead of the normal you know rounded bath and the oval bath that we get to use to bathe babies which is what most of the grandmothers use and you know they put their legs inside and do all the bathing there are these sophisticated bath uh, baby bathers that you just put put the baby on it the baby is like lying down you know in and the stuff and use it to bathe the baby and the baby is still clean if you are all for convenience me i'm all for convenience i always have a beta that i use for my baby so when the mothers are done with their own when they are leaving i just bring out my beta i drop their bath somewhere <laughs> you know for what is going to be easy for me okay so that way you don't need to worry yourself about where you bathe your baby even when you travel you know you're just going to be fine with that particular beta and it's able to handle what you need to handle so make sure that everything just goes accordingly um, as it should go and you want to make sure that um, you just handle that period very very well now when the mothers are going to be going back you know to their station and all of that please please it's very important you don't let them go back empty-handed make sure that you um, present something beautiful to them while they are going back to their location, don't say, is it not their grand, is it not their grandchild and all of that? No, don't do that. They took out time to come and be with you and to come and take care of you and their baby. You want to present a gift to them, possibly, you know, while they are going back to their station. I hope this is going to help you also as you um, continue to do what you need to do. So let me give you a little break again for just a few minutes. Stretch a bit. Get yourself energized again. Maybe take something and then come back and let's have part three, which will be the last part for this um, part. And then we'll be good to go as far as, you know, we are pregnant. It's concerned. I hope you've gained a whole lot. And I hope this has provided insights for you. Thank you again for listening. Bye. I'll see you in part three very, very shortly. Okay. Bye.